Match day four, York United two, Atletico Ottawa two. First away game, first away point, heartbreak at the death. There's a lot to cover in this one. Let's just get right to it. to ATO After the Whistle, the weekly podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patrick Dornan, as always, every Tuesday, all season long, dishing out reactions, analysis, and you know what? You bet, probably some hot takes. Patrick, how the heck are you doing? Doing, uh, you know, a little a little worse for wear uh, this week. Uh, better <laughs> probably, today. Yeah, better today. You can probably hear my voice. Uh, many of you guys have gotten used to my Roy Kent voice because most weeks I'm in the dub yelling my head off. <laughs> this weekend, I happened to be in Montreal for a bachelor party. Uh, yeah. And I attended the CF Montreal game in their supporter section uh, with Montreal 1642. I was repping CCSG. I had my CCSG shirt on. They beat Atlanta, which was great. Uh, but uh, the hangover on Sunday and extending into today was pretty crushing. So, so you were with um, you were uh, behind the goal with the with the with the Bell Group. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. Uh, I've done that before too. Yeah, it was it was great. I, you know, I brought some of my friends that were on the well, actually, all the whole bash parties so of fifteen of us. Yeah. Um, and my buddy actually got to wave the flag and like do a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's sick. yeah. So, it was, so it was a good go, and they won at home, which is always yeah. Good. That's always sick for the. Those uh, listening, yeah, so uh, I went to go watch the game at uh, the Bachelor uh, Party Airbnb, <laughs> which, was, which was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty fun experience, actually. It was, you know, a yeah, lot well. of guys, there's a, a few guys that are, are into soccer, a lot of guys that weren't, so like watching it with a bunch of new fans was like, it was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the beers were flowing and everyone was having a good the time. The beers so. were flowing, yes. <laughs> and you know what? On the way home, I stopped and I got a Schwartz and smoked meat sandwich. There so you the, go. The, the, there the, you it, go. It, it really cheered me up. After uh, <laughs> after the late draw, so let's let's go some overall thoughts there. I mean, it's 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 a it's a cliche, but you know it it applies here. If you offered me a draw, I would have taken it. But the way it happened, just fucking sucked, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it was a great rebound game, I think, for ATO after the debacle uh, against Valor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I particularly enjoyed it. It was definitely a rough match. I mean, you had that Espeo. Acosta like headbutt in four minutes yeah. and they both like busted their heads open. Like, ended up Espeo was out for the rest of the game. Acosta, yeah. you know, wore a, a sweet looking bandage. He looked like you know Johnny from Co- from Cobra Kai, Karate Kid for the for like the forty nine <laughs> minutes he's on the field. So, uh, but it was it was overall I think a good game. Um, it was a nice to see us like I said return to form um, and get a little bit more feet on the ball get a little bit more control it felt controlled which was nice to see our defense played much better um but overall i think it was a good game um obviously we're gonna talk about it for the fans out there but also for johnny and i i think we have to you know get it off our chest about the officiating um we'll talk to you about it a little bit later so i'll save my comments for then uh (laughs) 
Honestly, um, yeah. I, I, like I only really have one thing to say, and that's Philip Duyek. Like next time, just fucking just put the ball in the net yourself. If, if you want, <laughs> if you want to give them a goal at the death to get the draw, I'm sorry. Three absolute dog shit decisions in a row. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. It was about. like yeah, the wrong, yeah. The wrong, the wrong throw. In, the wrong throw to start the play. And then the handball, a handball that didn't. That wasn't. That wasn't a handball. And then and then a yeah, foul in the box. Yeah, the like UFC body slam of Zator to like put that in the net. So. Yeah, just a real, real, real shit way to end a really Anyways. good game, honestly. Yeah, Over, overall game thoughts for me, um, I think that was a really well-played away game. Yeah. Um, I think that coming off of a 6-1 loss and then not letting it affect your mentality, going and playing away, losing, you know, a starter six minutes into the game, Miguel stepping up, stepping the hell oh, up, yeah, and putting sure. in an absolute shift until he was forced off. You yeah. know, there was no contact. He just lied down. It was like, yeah, no, I'm enough. Beginning of second <laughs> half, um, just the you know uh, missing missing Drew Becky still. Um, I, yeah. I and then still uh, eking out a point away from home, even after you know having a ref that's that's wearing the stripes, basically. Um, yeah, well, I, it's also, I am it was, absolutely so proud of this team for yeah, what they excellent. were able to accomplish. And I mean, honestly, I, I got to give a shout out, and I'll talk about it. My stand up players, but I mean, Nathan Ingham, his first game against his old club, yeah, um, and coming off a six one absolute blowout at 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 Lansdowne, so. Um, yeah, it was cool to see, and I'm really glad that he ha- he he didn't let it shake him up too badly. Um, and I mean, he's playing against a lot of guys that he played with, so yep. that's always daunting as well when you when you change teams. Yeah, I think there was just there was a, a, a real mental resilience that uh, that resulted in you know that result that yeah. uh, it's it's really refreshing to see our group you know have that because there was times last season where we didn't know if we had that, but uh, we definitely <laughs> do now. You know, like it really showed. Um, how strong mentally this group can be that they managed yeah. to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I, I agree. I think that that was an excellent, um, post post six, one game for us, especially away in York. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, I mean, talk about adapting to circumstances, obviously, like we said, losing a center back right off the bat. Yeah, you know, no one wants to switch up their backline even between games, let alone six minutes into a game. Well, especially after we, especially after we shit on them for for switching up the backline last game, yeah, and then, they, know, and then now know. they were forced to do it this game. Yeah, and then um, we, you know, in the in the interim, we've got Ben McHenry running back and then covering center back for a few minutes before yeah, while well, we were down comes in. Yeah. And then in the second uh, uh, second period, when when Miguel goes out, Ben switches to right back. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, talk about <laughs> ad- adapting and and the resilience. I, I thought he, you know, was probably in my heart my man of the match. Him and yeah, Miguel, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll also issue a little bit of a clarification. I know last week I, I made the comment that Miguel Acosta maybe shouldn't have had the captain's armband. That's not what I, I meant. I, I wasn't trying to say he didn't deserve it. It was more so that. Cargo, which we talked about, have made some some changes to the lineup, and in my opinion, maybe keeping McKendry uh, out there as the captain for that game potentially could have made a, made a bit of a difference. Um, but we love you, Miguel, and holy shit, what a game for him! Yeah, well, I mean, today uh, today he showed he showed why you know in the absence of Becky and in the absence of McKendry, you know, he is next up as, yeah, as captain. Exactly. That that, that yeah. man plays solid, absolutely solid. He sacrifices his brain for this shirt. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? He just plays with all of his heart every second of the game. Miguel, we love you, and you played an incredible game. And I hope you and Diego are you know back as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, if we're going to talk about that, I mean, we might as well jump right into standout players. That, let's do it, standout. So let's, uh, I mean, I did it first last week, so let's hear yours this week. 
Well, I, I, like, you know, I gave the shadow to Miguel. That would be, you know, my first standout player. I think okay, he was just absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and, I, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, put it in a crazy shift after, you know, <laughs> after smashing heads. Yeah, you know, yeah, still true. out there, and and you know, cover. He's on the same side as um, as Abzi. You know, that's that's not an easy area to cover. You know, got <laughs> rinsed a few times. Yeah, um, as as would happen, but you know, he did as about uh, you know as well as you could have expected him, I suppose. Yeah, definitely, and he didn't draw any any obvious fouls because Abzi was like a f- Olympic diver out there. Holy shit! <laughs> and also, he needs to shut the fuck up when he's talking to the referee. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, so it's just yeah, all over. But you know, I'm proud of proud of. I'm definitely proud of um, uh, Miguel this week. Yeah. Um, but someone I want to talk about. Yep. We're here, guys. Baloo Tabla. Baloo. Let's, let's talk about it. So after a little bit of a, we'll call it a slow start to the season, uh, he was absolutely dominant all game. Fantastic. Yeah. Just a yep. wizard on his feet. Mm-hmm. He's starting to communicate and pass a little bit better. Play off of uh, off Malcolm Shaw, Brian right mm-hmm. in the front or the midfields with, with Bassett and uh, McKendry in the middle. Um, you know, I love to see him play like that, obviously, because he's mm-hmm. on our team and we want him to score a lot of goals. But it's also cool because he was on the CPL Weekly 11. He's yep. the man of the match. That, so. uh, yeah, that dropped a couple <laughs> hours ago. We got three boys yeah, after on the, the team of the week. After the bagel last week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We got Baloo, we got McKendry, and we got Neba. So Tabla scores his uh, yeah. his first oh, goal was, in the stripes. It was a beauty. It was a beauty. It was a beauty. The rocket you know, goal kick from Nathan Ingham that we're used to. And then an mm-hmm. absolute misplay by York. Classic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Classic. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Baloo. what's up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Baloo finishes in just an incredible, incredible way to pull, pull us ahead for the two. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was really exciting to watch him get that ball because, you know, there's, uh, he's one of those players on the pitch that when you, you know, if you see him in a position like that, you're like, okay, this is going in. Like he's not, uh, he has too much composure to, to fuck that up. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think we saw that um, in, in the way that he, when he was challenged by the York keeper, he managed to keep that cool and play the smart shot instead of, you know, trying for a rocket. He kind of just passed it into the far corner, which was yep. lovely to see. Composure. <laughs> yeah, for Personified. sure. Personified. Um, and it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny that we were, we've been talking about how we didn't love him being on the right wing for like a few games. And then, mm. you know, he, he switches up into the front two and then, you know, immediately pops up with the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. and, and again, I mean, these are the kind of things that I think Car- Cargo is working his way yeah. through, right? He's just trying to get a feel out for yeah. where players end up feeling comfortable because it may mm-hmm. not be even the, a position that they're used to playing, but because of the makeup of the team and the chemistry between the players, Baloo went from... You know, he was he's okay, I would say, in the first couple of games. Like, nothing spectacular, mm-hmm. you know. And then to go to this, where you switch him up into the front, and he's a, just a monster with the ball. So Yeah, well, I mean, you see, you always see his potential every, every yeah, time he's yeah, on the ball. It's just, definitely. you know, sometimes things come off, sometimes they don't. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, on, on, on Friday, they just came off. And it was, I, I mentioned it after the game. It's I like the idea of having him in the front too, yeah, especially I if agree. we're gonna look at how like Atleti plays. It's like okay, they have a striker, and then they've got like you know I'm gonna call it like the Gre- the Griezmann role, where it's like you know he's a second striker, but he'll he'll also go deep and yeah. track back and you know defend and just sort of be everywhere. Like it's a really hard role to play. And yeah, we almost played like so. York plays a four four or four four one one, um, and and we play a four four two. But yeah, in that game we definitely almost played a four four one because Baloo was tracking back a lot more. Yeah. Um, which you don't often see as a striker unless you're playing a, a more deep uh, rounded formation like that. Um, yeah. 
But uh, to, back to stand-up players, uh, I got to talk about my boy Ben McKendry. Yep. Um, Go off. You know, brought, it, brought it out back in the middle. I talked about it last week saying, mm-hmm. like, I wanted him to come back and bring that calm composure to the midfield. Yep. He was on the field with Ollie. And, yeah, again, excellent game, Ben. Um, really, really nice to see you move the ball around that, in that way. Um, I, I just think Ben is, is a, a very um, mature and experienced player. And yeah. when we put him in the middle... Um, even if we're playing around with other roles, uh, between him and Ollie Bassett, and I mean, yeah, Bassett didn't have like the best game, but I think he said he had a good game. Um, yeah. But it's but it's it's lovely to see Ben back in there and, and pushing the boys the way that we like to see them. Um, so I think that I want to see that continue, and I'm hoping it continues. Um, and I mean, then ben, once we get yeah. Becky back, you know, then then the lineup's back to where 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 we want it to be. So well, that's that's the other thing that we have to pay attention or, or we have to bring up during all this as well is that you know Drew Becky has this is now three games that he's been gone, and obviously yeah. the way he plays is very as evidenced by the preseason and by the first game. The way he plays is pretty integral to what we're supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. we're overcoming something at the moment, and we're still. You know, we still managed to win and we still managed to draw on the road as well. So, yeah. And if you can take a linchpin player out of a team like that and manage to evolve the way that you're playing and evolve the formation that you're playing and, and improve the communication, which I think you have to do all of those things if yeah. you lose that that keystone. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for him to come back because we've Not already same, kind of same. overcome that. And then the yeah. next game against yeah. Pacific, you know, Becky's back. We're, we're hopefully back at relatively full strength uh, depending on how Speo's doing and uh, and mm-hmm. Acosta but yeah super excited to see Ben back in the middle great great game um, and then probably my last standout um, Nathan Ingham yeah uh, yep. he made some big saves he, he did he made save, some but... huge saves yeah. um, I mean yeah late challenge on the PK I get it uh, was it a yellow I, I don't think so I think he was just at the edge of the 18 and realized that he was at the edge and, and made the play and happened to clip the guy's feet. Um, But again, solid for the other nine shots and that monster kick that we talked about that set up Tabla's goal. It's 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 classic Nathan Ingham. No, it is. It's a really good, like, this is, this is the type of thing that doesn't come up in stats with keepers. And that's Mm. why, you know, I always say it all the time. Watch the game. Don't look at the stats, but like no one, like no, no one sees distribution. You know, everyone's always talking about saves, expected goals against, how many expected saves, whatever the fuck. When, when, you know, there's no stat for what he did setting up that goal. No, and, and I mean when you look when you do look at the stats, like I have them up right now, and it's like eleven shots, three on target, and they had two goals. So like two out of three of their on target shots were goals. But mm-hmm. if you watch the game, wow, like Nathan played great. Yeah. <laughs> and again, he's coming off a six one loss, yeah. which sucks for a keeper. Yeah, and he's playing, exactly, exactly. And he's yeah. and he's playing against his old old team. So the mental obstacles that he was able to overcome and put on that performance were were pretty high. Yeah. No, is I, I was I know on the last podcast I was saying how you know if 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 ever there was a time when when Sean Melvin gets the uh, gets the nod to start then this would be the one but Cargo did the opposite he, he's yeah. like he, he, double, he, he, down. Was, double down double well, down our boy he, he doubled down exactly he said you know what I bet it would be really awful for his confidence to just rip him after that and and not let him play against his old club in his old barn yeah because he was able to to prove that. You know he's he's improved from last yeah. season, um, and yeah, I, I think that it was a, it was a smart decision by Cargo. Mm-hmm. Um, will we see Melvin start this season? I think so. I think at some game there'll be a game where or, or two because um, I do want to see 
how he is coming off the bench. Oh, me too. Um, and I think everybody does. Everybody out there on the radio waves or podcast waves or what do they even we're, call them now? I don't know. <laughs> we're all we're all curious. The internet. I've, I've personally never seen him play. So no, exactly. Obviously, very curious, right? Yeah. And, you, know, you know, England. We've been watching play for three years now before he came here. But yeah, and he, and he's obviously good. He's he's playing professional football, so yeah. he's obviously good enough to to make the team. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see see how he plays. You know, just in case, God forbid, anything happens to Nathan. Um, you know, it's nice to have someone that's that's yeah. prepped and ready and has a little bit of experience yeah. behind them. I mean, we have a cup game coming up in not too long, so I, yeah, I, against I have York, to assume so. he will start. Yeah, I least. think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay, so standouts. That was standouts. Do we have do we have disappointments? Do you have disappointments? I mean, I, I do. Um, Sissako has made his way back onto my disappointment list. He was just, he was better than the last game for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, just mediocre. And it every week I see Sissako sub in uh it's like I, I, i'm getting ex- i get excited and then five minutes later i'm like oh my god like, <laughs> uh it, it sucks because if you go and you watch any footage of him um he's he's excellent he's a great player yeah um great pickup what in the is the, what's, what's going on what's going on is he not match fit is he not match ready is is what's what's happening here what do you think I, happening I, with so I, I i honestly i think maybe it's a bit of fitness i talked about it i think the last couple weeks yeah um i think that's a that's a factor um it was nice to see him more in the middle and less in the wing back role uh only because he had to track back and forth less which i think made a difference (laughs) with his fitness um so it was good to see him play a little bit better but but again i just i want to see more from from sasako i think he's got more to offer i think he's got to focus a little bit more um Mm -hmm. on on his positioning during the game um on tracking back quicker on engaging people better on on corner kicks things like that mm-hmm. um but yeah sasako is, is still on my disappointments list but i'm hoping he goes through the you know the blue tablet treatment where i just keep shitting on him every week and eventually he listens <laughs> to the podcast and makes his way onto the standout player list <laughs> i i mean i know i know i said it <laughs> sorry i had to laugh at that again mm. um i know i said it in the last one that um you know, we have a bit of an embarrassment of riches in in um, ce- uh, central midfielders at the moment. So yes. I don't, I don't, I would, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't sh- uh, say no to starting with three of them. And you know, maybe having Suzuko in there with Ben, and you know, in, in that case, if you put Bassett in there, then he get, he can push up even more as well because you've got two other ones uh, watching the holding the fort further back. What do you think about something like that? I think it's. I think it would be an interesting yeah. play. I, I don't think we should do it against top of the league Pacific <laughs> this weekend, maybe. Um, but you but yeah, you maybe think it, having you don't think you don't think clogging up the middle would be good for that, or do you think we need to be more because they they play down the wings a lot. I mean, they play yeah. everywhere a lot. They're just really good. <laughs> they, well, ex, except ex, except this past week. Except this past week, apparently <laughs> they got yeah. their ass kicked by Cavalry. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. We, we went through this in the Valor game where we play... I mean, we play excellent against teams that are narrow. York is a narrow team. They play a narrow game up the middle and out. Um, and v- Valor plays a wide game, much like Pacific. So it's it's a lot of up and down the wings and then crosses. Um, that's going to be our biggest challenge this weekend. And I think that clogging the middle will free up more Pacific players on the wings, which I think we need to avoid, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. No, I mean I probably agree with you. I mean that's 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 going to be a tough game. I mean we're we're we are we're at home though, right? So I mean yeah, it's at, at home on Saturday going yeah. for us. But yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, yeah. It, sh- it should be tough. They're just, they're flying right now, and I mean, yeah, they just lost against Calvary. It was Calvary's home opener, you know what I mean? Like no one wants to lose their home opener. So, and you know, they had they had Carducci back as well. Yeah. It was just everything pointed to even even though Calvary's been pretty dog shit this season so far, everything pointed to them in my mind still winning that game. Yeah, I think so, and I I think we saw that proves in the pudding. I mean, they 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 played a they played I'm gonna call it they played a perfect Cavalry game. Which is it's okay. It's, it's like it's okay. A, slightly above average, like a, maybe like a B plus is like a perfect cavalry game. So, um, and you know we're playing Pacific this weekend, so I think that uh, hopefully that shook them a little bit. Um, I'm hoping it didn't shake them too much <laughs> because I don't want to see them come in and blow us out like we did last weekend. So yeah, no, true. And you know what would be nice is if uh, you know this this game we had a ref that was uh, you know looking for the home team. It would be nice if we had a ref looking at the home team and tell me a little. You, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more. All right. I mean, I'm I I I, my, I got one other disappointment. It was really just it's not a player. Um, before we jump into that, because I do want to address the 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 even larger elephant in the room from last week, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, in the officiating, but mm-hmm. but yeah, possession uh, and corners. We had zero corners and thirty five percent possession, yeah, no. yeah, three hundred passes. That is not up to snuff, in my opinion. Um, so it's not a specific player, but it is definitely a disappointment in my in my mind. So here I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and actually you know kind of. Go, to go on the other side of that. Let's we do were, it. Let's we, have a little we, debate. We were away. You know, you're yep. expecting to have less possession when you're away. We don't necessarily need to be a possession-based team at, in any situation, let alone if we're away from home. And, you know, we have a shooken up lineup because of certain things. The, yeah. no cor- the no corners, you know, that happens when you're also, you know, sitting back and trying to defend. We scored two goals from open play. Yep. They scored a penalty and a free kick goal that should have been disallowed. So I don't, th- you know, for for me, that's good value for your thirty five percent possession. It's it's definitely good value, but uh, I mean, I, I'll expose myself now. I'm a Liverpool Liverpool EPL fan, so it's it's. I mean, obviously, we're not playing at the same level, but Liverpool plays a very possession based game, so that's yeah. what I what I personally like to see. Mm-hmm. So when I see a thirty five percent and like very low pass numbers, I just I worry that when we are playing. Uh, in a, a, a defensive formation or trying to play defensively when we're away, um, mm-hmm. in this case, yeah. I, I just, I don't like seeing the other team controlling the ball so much. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, I have to give your credit and I hate giving your credit, but I have to give them credit. <laughs> they were moving the ball well. Um, yeah. and, and they had a, a, a few chances that Nathan, you know, managed to punch out or grab, um, that easily could have been, could have been a, a scary moment or a, yeah. a goal, goal time moment. So, yep, um, I just, I worry when I see, and I, I, I'm not leaning on stats because we've talked about it all season and, it, you know, you, I'm looking at the team stats right now and this does not tell the story of, uh, Atletico Ottawa versus York United, this at all, <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, holy shit, Atletico barely pulled out a, uh, a tie. Yeah, and in exactly. reality, like it was I would, the other way around. Uh, I would say that like York got lucky. Uh, no, absolutely got lucky. They got the game handed to them by the officials. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I will I will make the transition uh, into <laughs> the officiating. Um, so we talked about this uh, at a little bit of length last week about just the soccer the caliber of referees we're getting from soccer canada um my biggest issue in this game was i mean overall the refereeing during the game was like eh, it was all right um but when you get into injury time so we're talking like 45 minutes plus 90 minutes plus especially 90 minutes plus on a tight game like this where it's 2-1 mm-hmm. you're going into you know five minutes of injury time which is what they had yeah um and i'm I, i'm not gonna say that 
all of the calls were against uh, Ottawa because they weren't. Um, yeah, they the, got the, the red. They got the, the red Tucson, card. The Tucson red card. I wa- I watched that four or five times <laughs> what, right before what, this podcast. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck was the no? Like, there was what no was red the, card. There like, was no, what, what, it, look, it looked like it looked like Chris went in for a pretty heavy tackle that probably he wasn't the best. <clears throat> he could have been carded for that. Yeah, and I it mean, looks I, like there was a scu- there was a little wrapping well, up of the legs as people yeah. were trying to get out, walk away from it, and that's all and, that I saw. And that's just it. And like, if if you as a referee, and I'm 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 speaking to the referees in the audience who probably don't listen to this podcast because we shit on them so much. But uh, if you're a referee and you can't decide if it's a red card at the challenge, then it's not a red card, in my opinion. You yeah. keep that shit in your pocket. You give a yellow if you have to. But it's like, true. He waited at, way too long. To well, exactly. That card. And like, and then he walked over and looked at Manella and then yeah. made the call. And I'm like, yeah. you can't, you can't do that. Like, I don't, especially I, yeah. at injury time on a, on a game like this. And that was a red card against. York and so yeah. you know take York fans I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on you but I'm being trying to be fair here for the officiating well I mean I, I just want to know the line of thing did the, did the linesman tell him you know like why did why do you wait if, 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 if like you said if you're not pulling that red card out right away then what are you pulling it out for what new information did you become privy to that made you're, you the reason you're pulling it out is because you're a soccer Canada ref who sucks at their job yeah, essentially no, that's all I can that's all I can say and I mean um, all, all I can say is you know did he let the foul go for the gold like as a makeup call or something I mean that's the only thing that could explain that absolutely smooth brain decision <laughs> yeah so you had the throw in that went to the wrong team you had uh the handball against alamin which was not a handball Uh, like and even the announcers on the the uh one soccer broadcast were were flabbergasted they were like well i don't understand like where was the handball it's because there wasn't one in football a handball is when you you know basically direct the ball with your hand and in this case does the ball roll up over his body and maybe makes contact with it with alamin's arm yeah maybe but is it affecting the trajectory of the ball so much that you should call a handball? Nope. No. Like, that's a dumb call. <laughs> like, um, and then, you know, immediately after that, so that was the set piece. And then immediately after that, you had, like, Zator just fucking two-hand manhandles Morgrega yeah. and gets the, gets the shot off. Yeah. It should have been a foul. Like, anyone with two eyes and, you know, a brain can put together the fact that that should have been a foul. Well, he pulled the, him down. He pulled, he, he, it was, he it was he a two-shoulder grab. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, some some people could say, oh, he should have tried harder to stay up. It's like, okay, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a foul. So no, I, don't, exactly. I don't really care, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't care for this fucking <laughs> hockey country uh, uh, attitude about you know, they, and they shit on him all the time too. And you know, it's probably because he's not Canadian. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. We do that here. We've been doing that for decades. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Ta- talking foreign players, talking about foreign players being divers, and the fact that that was one of the first things that come up in some conversation circles after that was, huh? Maybe he should have stayed up. It's like, what are you talking about? It was a foul. He pulled yeah. him down with both of his arms. Yeah, and I, I think that that's that's the real egregious thing because it essentially robbed us of two extra points. It robbed us of the W that yeah. we had. That in, we had, in my opinion, and I'm not saying this as like an ATO CCSG member, I'm saying this as a person who loves the sport. That was just absolutely atrocious dog shit refereeing. Well, that's the thing at, in, like, in injury time. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, and you know, it, it's we also have we've talked about it, and we and we've we've framed it as okay. We're shitting on the refs. We're not going to blame the result on the refs. You know, like last week, we're not going to blame the result on a 6-1 loss. Like, yeah, you can t- talk about how some calls are bad, da, 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 but in reality, we lost the game because we lost the game. We lost this game because of the ref. Yep. 
That is why we... Sorry, it felt like a loss. We drew that game, and we lost an away win because of the ref. Yeah, we we lost lost the points for it. That's the he and the she of it. Yeah, and we and we also lost the ability to like really flex super hard on York because I was really supporting yeah. that on social media. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I know Eddie for the I know, first time yeah. was really sweet. I know, and I know Eddie yeah. and, and Brandon had you know they were they were yeah their their guns loaded. They were ready they to were go ready to go, I man. Know. You know they were. You know yeah. they were, and then they and, couldn't. And then they couldn't. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know it sucks. Yeah. Um, so talk about well, obviously we have a lot of things how that can improve. How can how can we improve uh, for our next game? I talked about it a bit uh, last week. Communication. Yeah. Communication yeah. on the field. Um, four minutes in, four and a half minutes in, yeah. you had that Espeo Acosta head, header in the middle of the 18 where mm-hmm. they just basically knocked heads. Like, I'm just going to say it again. Hopefully, you, you know, ATO players, you're listening. Put a name on the ball. Like, it's, that's all I want. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks to drive sucks. this point it home. <laughs> it sucks to have to drive this point home after um, a, a situation like that where, you know, two of our players, you know, got seriously hurt but you know there's a reason for that and, and and it is you know exactly like the issue that you're talking about now like it's not like oh we played bad because we're not talking to each other it's like two fellas got hurt because they weren't talking to each well, other well not only did they get hurt and they speak uh, the same language for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah no it's true but like not only did they get hurt we we were down a player for you know a good four or five four minutes i think four minutes or yep three minutes afterwards mm-hmm. um so that and and york was pressing because they were like oh advantage we have an extra player let's let's yeah. press 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 and they had a few good shots uh two i think two good shots while while we were trying to get sasako onto the pitch mm-hmm. but you gotta talk out there guys like yeah. you can't you can't play this like well you know i'm gonna get the ball and then you know you have you have uh espeo come back and say i'm gonna get the ball and then they knock heads and we're we're suddenly down and then again it also cost us a cost in the second half getting subbed off um i think you know i think he probably would have stayed in if we let him stay in but i think it was a smart choice on cargo's part to be like you, you've had a serious head injury maybe well, like half the that, game is good for you <laughs> well when i saw the replay before he went off you know the camera goes back and he just sort of sits down on the ground and i was like oh okay like is he feeling it now is he feeling like what's coming out there after that break like i'm surprised they let him back out there after the half to be quite honest with you it's probably because he looked so balling with his like <laughs> wrapped up head <laughs> wrapped up head. <laughs> you look fucking cool like yeah. you're just like oh man like cause like people people talk about you know football players being uh, and when I say football players I'm not talking about like American football um, obviously cause it's a football podcast but uh, when, when I see football players or when people see football players and they're like oh they're such like you know oh they're like they're, they're just a bunch of actors and they dance and they fall down and they roll around right. like this guy got clapped in the head by his own team was bleeding came off the field got wrapped up and was immediately back in the action and he yeah. played an incredible half so mm-hmm. hats off to you Miguel um, keep it up out there we like to see that um, but work on but the communication guys try, try not to hurt yourself again like that man <laughs> yeah, exactly. no one wants to see that um, and then uh, I think the other area for improvement for us is is defending on corners yeah um, they had four corners and yeah. it was just a clusterfuck inside the 18 yard box on basically every corner I hate and I, like I hate <laughs> I hate uh, seeing conceding a corner and then getting super nervous about it yeah you know what I mean and like when I watch Liverpool games that's not the case because we're really good at defending corners and then we normally you know switch it into a friggin break and then go run up the pitch but this is like when you're a team that's the opposite when you concede a corner and you're like oh man like we we're not yeah, it's these. like, you know, it's, it's it like makes your asshole pucker every time that there's yeah. like a corner and you're like, oh, exactly. God, I hope they get this out. I hope Nathan yeah. gets a fist on it or like someone gets a head on it. So I would like to see that just a little bit more organized, a little bit more strategic, uh, a little bit more forward thinking, because 
even in the 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 shitty stupid referee call that cost us the w uh the corner defender or the in this case it was defending yeah, from a set piece yeah. that was ostensibly roughly where a corner is but just up the field a little bit um yeah, it was it was the same the same song and dance. It was just like, oh god, everything's happening in the box, and they got a, a deflection off of one of our players and into the net. So, yeah, they did, and you know, it's they had a. It's, it's funny too when I was I was watching it over again, and I was looking at some of um, I was looking at the saves that Nathan had to make, and I also looked at the saves that he didn't have to make, but he would have had to if there wasn't a deflection. I mean, there were some shots that were you know blocked very heroically by our defenders that. Uh, which is nice to see after the 6-1 loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. They, had it to, they had it together this game, which was good it's to a, see. It's a step up from, you know, letting all of those go in uh, on, on, on on target. But it's also, we need to take the next step to not give them that space in the first yeah, place exactly. to really get that shot off. I mean, like you said, they had 11 total shots. That's that's a lot of shots. Even though there was only, what, three of them on target, that's yeah. still a lot of shots. Okay, yes, yeah. you know what we're going to do now? What are we going to do now, Johnny? We're going to do the mailbag. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> wait, wait. Give me one second. CCSG mailbag. <laughs> what do you think of that, Pat? <laughs> He's never that, heard that before. Uh, is that your, is it, tell me that's your voice. Is that your that's voice? That's me. I, I recorded, <laughs> I, I overdubbed like six, seven times. Oh my God. It's just, just an RV of Johnny's. I love just it. I love it. Uh, yeah. So welcome to the mailbag and segment uh, of the ATO After the Whistle podcast, where we take questions and topics exclusively from CCSG members. See what happens when you join this lovely group. Uh, you get to uh, have a whole extra segment of the podcast just for you. Um, so let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh my god, that uh, took me way too long to do. By the way, like I, <laughs> so well, long. It's worth it. It's worth it in my yeah, opinion. It is. Worth um, it. All right, so I'll, I, I'll, I'll open up with yeah, one for you. you um, yeah. Let's do it. So, first question: uh, With three games coming up in quick succession, the two toughest opponents sandwiched around a cup game against shitty York. Uh, <laughs> what's the priority for for Letty for the games? Um, I think the priority is to get back on track now that Drew Becky is going to be back, and hopefully the concussed boys are you know back as soon as possible. I don't really know how how protocol goes, like how long are you out? I don't I don't think anyone really knows and, 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 until they do know. Like you know, you could be better you know the next day, you could be better you know three months from now or something. I don't know how it works, but yeah, the priorities are really tough. I think yeah, in any sport, I guess it changes can change for anyone, right? But mm. yeah, I think the priority is to really just sort of you know. With, with back to full strength, get back to the game plan, I guess, I think. Not that we're not in the game plan, but we've been, you know, uh, derailed. Yeah, I think that we're just finally starting to get back on the right track. Yeah. Um, and when we add Becky in this week, hope, uh, well, this week um, we'll, we'll see that uh, in the pudding. I think that, um, yeah, I think that we have an opportunity in the cup game against York to, to play around a little bit because... Mm-hmm. As much as, like, we want to win the Cup and, like, let's win the Voyager's Cup and whatever. Like, yeah, okay, that would be great, but I would much rather win the league and, you know, go into into uh, our own playoffs in the CPL. 
then advance one rung up the Canadian championship ladder. Like, well, the, the thing is, is like yeah. I I would absolutely kill to win the cup, to win the hundred percent, hundred percent. But the, we have to. There's a harsh reality we have to face: is that have uh, have Vancouver Whitecaps lost twice in this conversation competition to CPL teams? Yes, they have. Were mm-hmm. both of those games in like the first round when they were probably resting all of their first team players? <laughs> they're, they're yes, players they, they need probably for, were for the MLS. So there's the thing is that you know if you advance like if we go to a, a V Cup final against like a full strength TFC, I'm sorry, we're gonna get fucking smashed. So like, yeah, we are. It's yeah. you know it, it, to to go up to to that level that would be sweet. Go to the next round, you know, hosting a, a, one of one of the bigger teams. Would oh, be I would love it. Like I, I again, fantastic. I watched I watched the CF Club de Foot Montreal, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves these days. <laughs> um, I still call them the Montreal Impact because uh, I'm a purist, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I watched them play, and it was incredible, incredible football. But yeah, they would, they would, yeah, they would, they would fuck us up. <laughs> Pretty sure if we they played them. They absolutely would. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. Do go, we? Uh, the way we do next? Do we stick to Ingham uh, for Pacific? Do we give Melvin the cup game and then see what happens between the two? Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I think Ingham has to play against Pacific. He's got his, he's got his mojo back. Mm-hmm. He's got his swagger back. Yeah. He's his hair was looking on point. Um, so I think we have to play him for those three reasons, specifically the last one. Um, but yeah, I think Ingham plays against Pacific Melvin. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Melvin plays against, you know, York in the cup game. I think that might be a good intro for him, especially because York again sucks. Um, so so if he lights, if he lights it up, do you think he takes that number one spot? I don't, I, I, if I was a betting man, which I am in most cases, actually. <laughs> uh, I would bet that Ingham stays as the number one uh, yeah. for most of the season. I think that Melvin will develop over the course of the season, mm-hmm. but based on the performances we've seen in three out of four of the games, um, I think that I think that Ingham keeps that top spot. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Technical difficulties. Next question, please. <laughs> oh. Who do you think? Yeah, yeah. Who do you think should start next game with the possibility that Espeo and Acosta could be out? Ah, uh, uh, I'm gonna say, oof, man. Um, I think we may have to start Sasako, uh, which I'm not super keen on. Um, so yeah. Becky's back. So do you think he he goes back to the right back role, or maybe I think we throw so. him in center back, and then we'll uh, uh, maybe Edges. we have Verhoeven at right back, or yeah, know, could, I mean we could. We, there, there's around. yeah, there's definitely flexibility. I I think yeah. that having Becky back will offset, um, you know the the loss of potential potential. Yeah, it helps. I mean I'm not gonna say it's like yeah. a one for one trade because there's two dudes that yeah. have have you know scrambled brain scrambled <laughs> brains, but um, but I I think that yeah, once Becky's back, you'll see Becky. Yeah, maybe Sasako, maybe we have, you know, uh, we, I think we need to strengthen the the D for the next game if we're going to lose those two players. That's where yeah. we have to put our focus. However, if even one of them is is a, is healthy, um, which I think, I imagine, I think Acosta will probably be back. He seemed to get the the less of the two box. Um, yeah. You know, then, then, we're, then we're sitting pretty and we're back to Becky in the back, our boy. And, yeah, uh, it's, and it's it's tough to have the, this possibility because we're facing, you know, probably the most potent attack in the league. Yes, and and I think that that's something that we have to really focus on is shutting down that attack, and the way we're going to do that is in the defensive end. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say that like sounding stupid, like oh, you shut down their attack at the defensive end, but like, which is <laughs> fucking obvious, but like, but big I, but is I, true, big yeah, is true. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I but I do think that you you really have to 
put the focus there. Like Cargill has to put the focus there because that's where we're going to make or break the game. Uh, I think yeah. on, on Saturday. Yep. Um, all okay. right. Give me one. Um, am I, um, this isn't me. This is someone else asking. Um, <laughs> am I the only one who thinks that we have a hole in the center of the field, a link missing between Bassett slash McKendry and our forwards? So, I mean, Yes. <laughs> this is well, I mean this is an issue. We had this issue last year as well, right? We were thinking yeah. I mean, like and I guess that that can happen when you've got, you know, just a two-man midfield pivot and, and and as well as two wingers and then you know if they're both sitting a little deeper, you know, your strikers can be sitting a bit on an island sometimes. And I mean, we see it happen. Yeah, I, I think often. Well, and that's just it. I think that, you know, if if we look at the center of the field, I think the Bassett McKendry combination is great. Um do I think that there's a little bit of a, a, a gap between them and the forwards? I think I think yes, a little bit. I mean, we see it pretty much every game. The 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 transition from defense gets the ball. Like when I say defense, I mean defensive midfield. Someone in the, someone in the middle field gets the ball, and we transition to that attack. The pass between the the, the those midfields and the uh, the forwards is a bit of a problem area for us. I think. Yeah. Um, however, do I think there's a hole in the center of the field? Absolutely not. I think I think mm-hmm. ba- Bassett and McKendry have it on lock there. I think it's just a formation challenge that we have to go through. Um, and whether that's switching up the front of the field, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to uh, say that Brian Wright shouldn't be in the front. Um, and I know that some people in the Discord and things like that have, have come out, even though he scored. Um, you know, they're like, well, you know, <laughs> Shaw, the, the Shaw, whatever. Um, but I, I, I do think that maybe, yeah, maybe if we put, you know, maybe, maybe Baloo fills in for for a little bit there and has that link between Shaw and the midfields. I don't know. Well, that's the that that's actually I'm just going to throw another question that uh, deals with that. Why mm-hmm. is the Shaw and Wright experiment not working? And I know there was there was a question in I I think after game 2 where it was is it a coincidence that every time we score is cuz one of them it's taken off and um obviously well, and, Wright and, scored and, with and Shaw more, and Moragrega comes in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, th- this, th- I mean, this time around, you know, it it it, it happened again. Uh, one of them came off, and then uh, Blue popped up with the goal. You know, well, 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 well. Let's re- let's rewind. <laughs> Obviously, we had a goal with two of them on the field at the same. Yeah, time. yeah, exactly. Exactly. The ta- Tabla scored, and then Morgrega came on four minutes later. So the curse is broken. The Morgrega curse. Uh, well, actually, Morgrega. You know, boon <laughs> to our team. <laughs> yeah, whatever the opposite yeah. of curses um, is broken. However, um, why is the Shaw Wright experiment not working? I think it's because our play has become more midfield focused from last season. Mm-hmm. So last okay. season you had Brian Wright and Malcolm Shaw carrying a lot of the goal scoring, carrying a lot of the movement on the field, carrying a lot of the offensive capability. And now that we have been in the middle with Ollie Bassett and Ollie Bassett is an incredibly calm player. Now that we have that, our ability to widen the field or play like little give and goes in the center to set up the fours, I think is a lot better. Can it be better than it currently is? 100%. I think that mm-hmm. once we once we figure out the forward situation, um, I think that we're going to be have like a lethal offense uh, once we figure out how to properly move the ball up and in to, to put it in the net. Um, but why is the experiment not working? Uh, I, I, I honestly, like I'm at a loss. I I, I don't know because they're both so talented. Like Malcolm Shaw and Brian Wright are both so talented, but together they just, they weren't working well together. 
I guess. Well, I mean, to, to, quote, to quote a handsome Englishman, you know, your best 11 players aren't necessarily your best starting 11. So it's maybe they just don't jive both playing in those positions. You know what I mean? And I mean, we have the flexibility to switch it around. Maybe we maybe we should. Maybe we should start giving that a go. And yeah. speaking of um, how our play has changed, um, here's a pretty good sort of in-depth question I'm going to throw mm. at you here. Our first goal against York felt exactly like what the team have been trying to accomplish. Bassett from deep finds Verhoeven in the pocket, and he slides in right for a good finish. This felt like the perfect example of a cargo goal. However, do things need to be too perfect for us to create scoring opportunities? Is this why we are struggling? Mm, um, was it a perfect goal? I mean, as far as like from a cargo perspective, I think it was a very well executed goal. Um, I love Zach, and it was nice to see him maybe get back in his form a little bit with his with his ability to assist um, great goals because he last season he was excellent in that in that role. Um, he had a little bit of a dip at the in the earlier parts of this season, but it seems mm-hmm. to be he's starting to get back into his his stripes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I mean Bassett, you know, played 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 an excellent game. Um, aside from the giveaway, which cost us a penalty, but again, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Um, I think we have a question at some point that talks about that. So, um, does this need to be too like perfect to create those? I, I don't. Is it, I honestly, is, is that just like, maybe growing pains? I mean, I we're still a, a relatively new collection of players, right? I mean, obviously, we're not going to be clicking 100% right off the bat. So, yeah, the, but, those, uh, yeah. It, might, it might everything might need to be perfect for us to create scoring opportunities. But the thing is, is, you know, the, the longer we play together, the more we click, the more often but, those but you opportunities look, exactly. are Exactly. And, and, and you look at you look at the first two games, then you look at the Valor game, then you look at this game. And obviously, I think what Carlos Gonzalez is, is doing um, from the coach's perspective is working with the players to find that starting 11 that function well together because not every player on the field has to be like an absolute stud superstar um mm-hmm. if you ha- if they work well with someone like yeah maybe like use that a little bit does this create a more narrow ability for us to score goals because we have to have like you know the perfect setup I mean, maybe, um, but at the same time, the, the longer they play together, the more easy that becomes. Uh, you know, yeah. when, you lo- when you watch a, a football match, um, and, you know, I like to use the example of, of Sadio Mane and, and Mo Salah, because, you know, Liverpool is the best. Um, but but uh, those guys know where each other are without even looking or talking to each other. Like, the amount of times I've seen them play a ball that they just know exactly where they're going to be, and that's the reason they, they put it in the net. Will we get to that level? I mean, obviously, we're not going to be on Liverpool level, but will we get to a level where the players start knowing where their 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 teammates are? I I hope so. I think we've started That's to hope. see it. I mean, Balu Tabla, perfect example of this game. Um, he he started to look, have a look, and see where his players are, and you heard it. I mean, on the broadcast, uh, you know, because there's no fans in the York Stadium, you could hear everything the players are saying, <laughs> um, and you know, a lot of people were calling out. Even even Balu, you know, when he had the ball. He had tons of options and he it was yeah. very clear and he had a look and he played the ball well. So is this why we're struggling? I don't think so. I don't personally, I don't think we're struggling. I think that we had one one bad game, um, but we're, we're back on track as far as mm-hmm. where we want to be um, yeah. to set us up for, for a, a potentially explosive game against Pacific. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think things are going to be perfect. I just think we need time to keep developing that. And we've seen it so far all season, the development of our strategy from game one to now. Um, players playing better together. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of uh, be- being able to hear everything in the stadium, I mean, how awesome was it to hear the uh, the the local uh, Ottawa supporting contingent when we scored our goals? I watched it over again. You can actually hear them quite loudly. I know that Neba had some fam there. I know Malcolm Shaw's got fam there. Brian Wright's got fam there. Yeah, it was. It's <laughs> I think honestly, we had, we had a presence. <laughs> we we did, and I love it. Uh, plus, it's always nice to flex on New York. Um, but but yeah, it's it's awesome to to hear that and. You'll hear it a lot more, I think, when we make our way down there in July. Um, I was going to say, and we weren't even there, and it was still <laughs> yeah, out. Imagine exactly. when we, we, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, one more serious one, and then I want to throw a couple little jokey ones out there. because we got All right, let's do it. Jokey ones. Um, would it be safe to say that Nathan Ingham, we kind of already went over this, Nathan Ingham is our number one between the sticks for ATO at this point. It seems to me that in retrospect, our 6-1 loss to Valor was a defensive issue more than he was. And, you know, we talked about that. I, I think I would, we, we agree with that. Like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. he started, he did very well. It's, it's, the 6-1 was not at all his fault. No, it definitely wasn't. And, like, honestly, yeah. like, yeah, I hope, I hope the players, the, the defense specifically, you know, bought him a few drinks after that game because yeah, that's that's never a good place to be as a keeper where your defense kind of just like leaves you out to dry and you're just flapping yeah. in the wind doing your best to yeah. try and save him. So, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, th- I think he stays as the number one. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, here's a fun one. How did it feel watching the game from Montreal knowing that Drew Becky was at the CCSG watch party? All right, first of all, whoever wrote this question, fuck you, first of all, off the bat. <laughs> So, so I, I had made plans, obviously, like to go up to Montreal this weekend. I had made plans with Johnny to watch the game. You know, we were like, yeah, get in the ATO after the whistle team together to watch a game together. It's going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, it, like, maybe maybe three hours later, uh, Drew Becky posts his, like, you know, oh, going to be at the, you know, the, Glee, <laughs> the GCP to watch the game with CCSG. And I was like, oh, my we God. Like, no are you serious? Way. I was going like, <laughs> you know, to call my buddy Clive and be like, yeah, sorry, bro. I can't come to your bachelor party. Can't Drew Becky's in town. Yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah, um, I have to hang out with Drew, who's yeah. probably not going to be drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still, so, But, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was cool to see. And we saw the pictures and stuff. I think it's really neat to see the engagement from the players with the supporters group um you know shout out to to the the folks from ccsg especially dan duff um for for helping arrange that um and it's nice to see that the team specifically supports the the their their supporters um you don't you don't see that in every league you don't see that with every team um so to see a a player especially a player as big as drew becky on our team Mm -hmm come out, hang out with the, with the guys and gals of CCSG, um, you know, get to see our, our official pub, the Glebe Central pub, um, mm-hmm. you know, the official I, pub of the capital, of City the capital city sports group. Are you going to do a jingle for them too? Or <laughs> I should, eh? actually, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just surprise you every week with the new jingle for oh, every, uh, for every, um, but yeah, so I, so I think that's really cool. It makes me sad that I wasn't there, but it looks like everyone had, a, had an amazing time. Um, you know, it sucks. The stinker at the end really sucks, but uh, either way, um, great to see the players engage with CCSG um, at that yep. level. We love to see it. All right, why don't we I do. throw one last uh, funny one at the end here? <laughs> All right, does, hit me with it. D- does York have the worst turf in the league? Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, York has the worst stadium, and I and I use stadium with giant air quotes in the league, I think. Yeah. Um, um, I, it's funny. The, the thing is, is I didn't... Um, I didn't really actually notice anything that egregious about it. If we're talking facts, it's the newest surf in the league. Just like yeah. just newer than ours. I think if you're going to look at the worst surf in the league, we're probably going to be looking towards Winnipeg because I'm pretty sure theirs is like 10 years old at this point. It is. It is. Yeah. But I mean, like, I guess 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and maybe that was the issue. It's just very new turf. Um, yeah. You know, as as turf gets used, it obviously gets like run down a little bit, and then it becomes a little yeah. bit more. To, anyone that's played on turf, um, I mean, it's completely different than playing on grass. But um, do they have the worst turf in the league? Yeah, I mean, you saw some guys make you know passes that maybe weren't the best. I'd like to like excuse Ollie Bassett for that, you know, giveaway by saying it was the turf. I don't know. Maybe it was. Let us know, Ollie. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I. I yeah, maybe. well, that's when, that's that's when the double standard comes in. It's like, well, Ollie's giveaway was because of the turf, but Abs' yeah. giveaway was because he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's a he's a princess out there in the. Oh my god! Events, well, yeah. it's one one thing I will say is that I kept getting annoyed that he was given so much space because he's he's terrifying when he has space to run into. Well, but like, like, why are you letting this happen? Stop it! He's too good. But he's he, but again, you're, he's ter- he's terrifying. But like, yeah, you got you know. Uh, he's, he's dying all over the place. I think that like it was a very physical game for for both teams. Um, yeah. You know, you had uh, I think I'm trying to remember the time. I think it was 22 minutes. I watched like I watched it earlier today, and like Shaw basically mm. gets punched in the face <laughs> by 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 a York player, and there's like no call. Um, so so I think that maybe that shook the guys as far as like they were like, oh, the refs just gonna let us play, uh, except in the last five minutes of the game in injury time apparently that's not okay <laughs> so no, um but yeah so do they have the worst turf i don't know maybe i i'd like to think that because I, that that was nice to think about their shitty stadium but because it's york we're just gonna say yes even if yes yeah okay yes the answer to the question is yes worst turf so in the league for the worst team in the league so speaking of we had the hot stove before the game oh, i boy, unfortunately had to miss it i heard it was a doozy were you in it i was not uh no. But, you know, because I was driving up to Montreal. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, I that's I right. Yeah. Could have joined my car, but, you know, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Although I did get stuck in traffic in Montreal for like 25 minutes, which was great. Um, yeah, Shocker. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, hot stove. Uh, I heard all about it afterwards, obviously. Um, yeah. And, and it, I think it's awesome. I, you know, they had the CCSG was on there. Our folks were on there. Uh, whatever York's supporters group calls themselves, there was some people from them too. Um, there's a lot of good discussion, I think, about the game because this is developing into, shall I say, a rivalry, um, or or is you know a rivalry. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say it. It's a rivalry. York is our rivals. They're our rivals. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> <but> they're <laughs> our rivals. I mean, any time you know when fans should talk each other, it just it turns into a thing, right? Now we've which got is, like a thing on our hands, which is fun. well, it, it makes the whole I, thing. I fun. love it. I love it, and I think that yeah. I like I like the fact that York banter's back on on Twitter and on, yeah. on you know Discord and stuff. Yeah. They're probably the best at it. Um, they suck at football, but they're great at engaging us in our well they've banter. been doing this their whole <laughs> lives right i mean they're yeah. they're a sport they're a sports town so everyone, yeah. everyone there you know they probably grew up leafs fans they probably yeah. you know raptor raptors fans they've you know, yeah they're... pre-championship raptors fans yeah yeah exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah so so it's it's really nice to see uh and then apparently it just devolved into like serious shit talking banter for like the last you know 15 minutes <laughs> Between Amazing. Eddie, Eddie, and whoever the president is, um, so so yeah, I, I, I you love to see it. You love it's really to see it, <laughs> but it, but but I mean, it is. It's cool. It's cool to see yeah, two teams that is. are playing each other come together just to like have some mad bants about sports, mm-hmm. uh, about football specifically, and and you know who's gonna win the game. Um, it just sucks because like I don't know. I made the prediction that it was gonna be a two one. Uh, Ottawa victory. It's true, and you did it, predict a two-one. I know, and it yeah. was a two. As far in my heart, it was a two-one win. In my, it was because, meant to happen. It should have because, happened, but you know, exactly. someone, uh, you know, uh, Duyak had some money on a draw, so he he yeah. uh, he made it happen. Apparently, next yeah. matchup: Pacific Lansdowne, the seventh 
Mother's they, Day match. Yeah, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, so don't forget By to the, buy just your mom's a, Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, reminder to everyone out there, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. So remember to, to, to buy your mom some dope shit. What you could buy your mom, which is dope shit, is tickets to the Pacific game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so pa- Pacific's fresh off a crushing 2-0 defeat against the Cavalry, who we already mm-hmm. beat the season and who are dog shit. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's looking to be a good matchup between the top two teams in the league. That's right, mm-hmm. ATO fans. We're the top. <laughs> we're in the top two of we're the league. Still number second. two, baby. What up? <laughs> <laughs> we're enjoying this. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> we're like sitting yeah. at the top of the league. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the first. I'm the first person to be like, man, don't look at the table till like ten games in. But right now, I'm fucking looking at that. <laughs> You're table, flexing baby. hard yeah. on other teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's a really cool matchup between the top two teams in the league. Um, you know, you've got a team that's probably looking for a bit of redemption after their lost cavalry, which so mm-hmm. they're like us this week. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're looking to build to keep building on what we what we put together against York. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a real tenacious match. Um, I'm going to say. Ooh, it's a tough one. Uh I'm going to say two one. It's going to be a two one. Another two one. Patrick, I have to say two one. That's a boring prediction. Give me something funny. <laughs> Give, me something right, crazy. Uh, Give me something crazy. I think it's going to be a three-zero ATO victory. Three-zero. I be a blowout. You know what? I would. I think it's going to be a thriller. I think it's going to be something like like four-two or four-three or something like that. I think it's going to be wild. It's <laughs> oh, going to yes. be wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I just don't see them not scoring at least like you know one or two. They they, well, they tend to score goals pretty freely. No, no. I'm hoping we pumped we pumped Nathan Ingham's tires so much that he's not going to let any in next next this please. weekend. Please. So if you want to be there when you are buying the tickets, enter CCSG. I believe that's the only way to get tickets in the dub. It sure is. With the best supporters group in the league. Also, don't forget to go to CCSG and buy a, a, a sign up so you can get the you know the email blast and all that stuff. You can go to the shop and buy the merchandise. That's always dope. Join us. You know us where to find us. Capital City SG at on all of the websites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. Tune in on Friday for the hot stove, which we just talked about. There's going to be another one. Yeah, there will. And it's probably going to be, you know, I hope it's just as good. I, I actually don't know if Pacific are, are as active on uh, the shit talking scene as, as, as York is. Yeah, I mean, it seems they just go to games and that's about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us. We'll see. Yeah. If, if if you're listening to this, you know, show up. It's always a fun time. <laughs> yes, if, if the Pacific fans on the West Coast are listening to the ATO After Whistle podcast. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're trying to get our information, man. So we gotta, Get our you know, information. Keep that, keep you know, that under our hat. A lot on you. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, here's how we're going to play next week. <laughs> yes, this is our starting 11 in like four or five days. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, awesome. we have been Johnny and Patrick for ATO's After the Whistle on your Tuesday morning drive. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Now to in. traffic and weather. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Uh, tune in again next Tuesday. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.